Good morning, happy game day, and welcome to your Easy Peasies Week 8 edition. I'll be kicking it off here before the boys get into their picks and predictions. What's on our card today? Big loaded slates. I've got a couple of uh, maybe overlooked bets for you. My first is going to be Mizzou minus 7.5 over South Carolina. Mizzou is going into a bye week next week, so there's not really a look-ahead spot. They do have Georgia looming, uh, and I think that uh, Brady Cook and Luther Burden Jr. are the real deal. South Carolina, on the other hand, going into Como, reeling a little bit. I'm not quite sure what's happening with the Gamecocks. Uh, Shane Beamer's kicking things, breaking toes. And uh, I don't think that they're going to get out of Columbia easily. And I think that 7.5 should be pretty easy for Mizzou to cover, like I said, as they get ready for a tune-up week. Uh, I'm going to then be on Florida State minus 14 over Duke. No Riley Leonard in this one for the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, Florida State has a tendency to sometimes go to sleep mid-game, but I think 14 points should be easy for them to cover. Jordan Travis is hurt as well. He is going to play, but he seems to be a little bit banged up, not 100%. Uh, but I don't think it'll matter. I think that uh, Duke's got a pretty good defense, but this Florida State offense should be able to uh, to cover that 14 points at home uh, at nighttime in Doak Campbell Stadium. And then last but not least, I am on the over 51.5 in Utah, USC. USC had a woeful offensive performance last week when they traveled to South Bend. Uh, this one is back in the Coliseum. I think they will right their wrongs. I think they're able to put up like 40 points easy. You do not have Cam Rising still for Utah, um, but I think that they've got a. They'll be able to score on this USC defense. Let's put it that way. So we've only really seen USC win in shootouts. They, uh, of course, lost last week, like, like I said, but they've only ever won in shootouts. They're not necessarily blowing people out. I like this one to be a close one as well, but I think USC will right those wrongs on offense. So I like them to score a lot of points, but Utah to keep up. So that is my easy peasies, my card this week. I'll flip it over to the boys. Good luck. Welcome back. Week eight, easy peasies. Can't believe it is this far into the season. Um, another great week in store. I am Pierce. Two and one week last week. Um, we didn't, unfortunately, get those picks out. That is my apology. It's always hectic when we've got the game to go to and we're hosting people uh, for the tailgate. So uh, my apologies, people. Uh, two and one. Uh, <laughs> No surprise, one loss on the week was TCU. Um, I was going against the Frogs with the BYU Cougars, and TCU um, really put a whooping on them. And and the backup quarterback, they may have something. Um, So lone loss, let's see if we can get back to 500. I've been saying that for a couple weeks now. We're right on the edge. Uh, Let's try to have a big week this week um, and get you all to the window. First and foremost, maybe my favorite play of the week, I'm going to go with the USC Trojans, minus six and a half. I like it at seven. This is a bounce back spot for USC. You have to imagine that Lincoln Riley and and the coaching staff there have really been riding these guys all week, trying to get them back up off the schneid. Um, Listen, last week was was a rarity. Uh, Caleb Williams, three picks, really three picks that hurt uh, USC's chances, gave Notre Dame uh, great field position, and they were able to take advantage and and give them credit. Um, You know, USC's defense... While not great, played a little bit better last week. I think the score is not indicative of how they played. It was just simply set up by those three interceptions early in the game. Um, And and Caleb Williams looked a little bit rattled. He's back home this week, familiar territory. Um, I've watched Utah enough this season as well to know they rely on two things in order to get their big wins. They rely on great defensive play, which defense does travel. I do think that they'll play 
hard in this one. But they also have a great home field advantage and have taken advantage of that on the season um, in some of their bigger uh, bigger moments. When they go on the road, they're a different team. The defense, obviously, uh, a little bit more, um, you know, on their, on their heels. I don't think, uh, you know, I do think they'll sh- they'll give USC a little bit of trouble, but I don't envision them getting three picks off of Caleb Williams in this one, and I think they're going to need that. The quarterback play has been rough without Cam Rising, in particular when they go on the road. Um, and in some games, quite honestly, unwatchable because quarterbacks just out of sync with the receivers. Balls are overthrown, underthrown, thrown, you know, five feet away from the, the receiver. Um, and it's just been bad. And, and I don't see, even with a poor USC defense, I don't see them having too much success here. Um, I really think that this line should be more like 14. Uh, I know Utah has been a thorn in USC's side, but USC gets them at home um, and a bounce back spot. And I think they take care of business. Uh, second play of the week, FAU, the Owls, plus three over UTSA. Um, FAU at home this week. Uh, interesting matchup with UTSA. Uh, uh, UTSA team who I think we kind of overrate just slightly um, after the last two seasons that they've had. Uh, you know, Frank Harris is back, but they lost a good amount of, uh, of weapons on the offensive side of the ball, um, and, and a couple of them transferred out. Uh, when you look at FAU schedule, I think where, where there's value here is FAU has played a really difficult schedule to date. Um, they they lost three in a row to I think it was go to one and three on the season, <clears throat> and quite frankly, new head coach they're gonna bounce they're bouncing back in a great way. Two straight wins, uh, an outstanding performance last week against USF. Um, I think the emergence of LeJonte Wester, the wide receiver, look for him to have a big game here as Daniel Richardson hits him. Um, and, and I again, I think this is a higher scoring game. The over is also in play, 58 and a half. If you want to take that, I, I, I really like that um, play as well. But for the, for, the, for the purpose of the easy peasies, I'm going to be on the FAU Alice plus three. And my third play of the uh, week uh, for the easy peasy segment is West Virginia minus three against Oklahoma State. This is an Oklahoma State team who has had two great wins, um, upsetting Kansas State at home on Friday night two weeks ago, and, and then following that up with a big win against Kansas last week. But here's two things to take uh, to, to really note. Kansas State... Obviously not the same Kansas State as last year, having lost to Missouri. Um, they're still a, a competent team, still a good team. They've made a quarterback switch since that game, going with the freshman Avery Johnson, I, and they look a little bit better now. Um, so I do think Oklahoma State took advantage of a uh, you know a great environment, um, coming off a bye, so getting some guys healthy and uh, and and really kind of getting the B team for Kansas State. I know Will Howard had a good season last year, but. It seems like Avery Johnson, who has stepped in for Will Howard, has provided some more juice. Um, and then secondly, Kansas, listen, got to give Oklahoma State credit. They went in and just won that game. But Kansas is without Jalen Daniels, and he's really kind of the straw that stirs that drink um, in Lawrence. I-, I think Oklahoma State benefited from that. And I think what we're seeing is them getting propped up a little bit here. Um, West Virginia coming off a just very unfortunate loss last week against, um, against Houston on that Hail Mary play that could have quite possibly saved Dana Holgerson's career um, at Houston, at least for the time being. Um, but West Virginia has played a very difficult schedule. There are two losses this season, um, one being at Penn State um, and the other at Houston in what was kind of a fluky, you know, Friday night type of game or Thursday night type of game. Um, they're back at home. I, I look for the West Virginia Mountaineers to get right in this one. Having been, uh, having seen the Big 12 teams go to um, 
go to West Virginia over the last five, six, seven years, it can be a very sneaky, tough place to play. Um, I think West Virginia is going to be chomping at the bit to get back at this one. Listen, even last year when they were struggling, they still showed a lot of fight. So there's no reason why this team isn't going to bounce back in a major way. Um, I like the West Virginia Mountaineers minus three uh, to get us to the window. Uh, Those are my three picks. Um, Take those three plays. Best of luck to everybody out there. We'll see you at the window. All right, folks, happy Saturday. Uh, Look forward to another fun day of college football. Um, Last time we saw you, I went 2-1, I believe. Let's see if we can't get us a little 3-0 day today. Starting out, uh, I'm taking Arkansas minus 6.5 versus Mississippi State. Uh, Arkansas, you know, hasn't looked great in some of these games, but they've been playing hard-fought games. I think under a touchdown that they can um, get it done against the Mississippi State team that has just not been clicking in, in any of games with against uh, competent teams there. So give me Arkansas under that touchdown number. Um, next, let's go Texas-Houston under 60.5. Look, I don't love betting unders, but this is just one that kind of screamed at me. Uh, I'm at a 23.5 point spread. It just seemed a little odd that the, num- the number was where it is at. Um, Texas, I, I think that they're going to score maybe 38 to 40 points, but I don't see it that if that happens, I don't see Houston um, getting to the 21 number. Uh, I think this lands somewhere at the 55, 58 range or so um, as a total. So give me the Texas Houston under 60 and a half. And then lastly, I'm going to go to the Clemson Miami game and take Clemson minus three. Um, I think this game is actually going to be pretty close. I think some people are downplaying Miami um, after those couple tough, tough losses, especially in the uh, Georgia Tech game. But the vibes are, are have been off since then, and I think Clemson is the better team um, for the most part. Tyler Van Dyke scares me a little bit, but you know Clemson's defense is what I would call top five, top ten defense at, at least. So. They're pretty elite. I think that they can stop Tyler Van Dyke um, and get this done at that three number. I think at worst this is a push. So um, give me Clemson Tigers a minus three against the Miami team there. Let's get a 3-0 and day for everyone, and I'll uh, see you out at the pay window. Enjoy your Saturday.